You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me. I'm so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Zach. Zach, welcome to becomingme.tv. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm stoked for this. I'm really excited for this combo. Well, I'm really excited. And y'all, I will not get too ahead of myself, but I have to let you know before Zach introduces himself, what Zach is doing and how he's leveraging his life is literally incredible. So today's conversation is important. I want you to lean in on the edge of your seat, um, grab some like notes to take notes with. Like it's just, we're headed in a really, (laughs) really exciting direction. So Zach who is Zach? If someone's like, all right, Emily, I hear you. Now I'm anticipating like, who is this guy? Who are you? Oh man. I, uh, gosh, you're stumping me already. No, I, um, it's I would the say I'm, I'm, I'm a husband and a father and those things come first always to me. Um, I just, I don't know, just like everything that I've gone through. I'm, I'm just really focused on trying to suck every ounce of joy out of life. And, and so I don't know if that ties to like my Enneagram number, I'm an Enneagram seven. And so like, I'm, I'm kind of like wild rambunctious a little bit trying to like get everything out of life that I can. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's me. I, we were just talking, I just, I was just having a dance party with my three-year-old daughter before we hopped on and, uh, that's every night occurrence. And so I think, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a human being trying to, uh, experience as much joy as possible and, and be surrounded by the people that I love the most. And, um, that, uh, wasn't always the case, but here we are and, and that's what we're trying to do. So, yeah. That's amazing. Like, I love it. And Enneagram seven, I'm an Enneagram one. So I totally understand <laughs> my sister's a seven. And so I definitely, I get the pooling joy out of every experience in life. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, have to, have yeah, to. Exactly. Well, let's just, let's go there. Let's dive into your story. We got the overview of who Zach is, right? But what has made Zach who Zach is today? What's your story? Um. So actually this morning I, I was um, sharing a little bit about myself and, and about what I do and the organization that uh, we have uh, at a meeting of social workers within a school system here in Columbus. And, uh, I started out by just opening up and saying I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder when I was in seventh grade. And that's kind of like a, like a lean back moment or a lean in moment for a lot of people, but that's why I like to start there. And I've, the thing that really triggered that in my life, um, really asking big questions, being worried about massive things, struggling with anxiety, having that honestly cripple a little bit of who uh, I was and and who I am um, was triggered by my uncle passing away. And it it was like these, these big moments that kind of define us, right? Like, there's, there's good big moments and bad big moments. That was a bad big moment that I think really defined me and who I was becoming. 
um, pun intended, uh, with the show. But I think most of the time we work so hard to like shy away from the big bad moments instead of like leaning into them. And when I was in seventh grade, obviously I was trying to run away from that moment um, because it was so bad because my uncle was a father figure in my life. And, and from that point on, I really struggled with um, mental health and that was just a massive part of my story and still is. And, um, you know, I even, I was, a I was an athlete and that year I was like contemplating not playing anything. And it was, that was a huge part of my identity. And I ended up not playing football that year because I was just so like emotionally distraught. And, um, that probably made me more emotionally distraught, like thinking back on it, like I should have like stayed with those things. And, um, but yeah, I, I ended up uh, playing baseball in college and, um, my senior year, I, uh, my junior year, I got a phone call from uh, my dad saying that my mom was like being rushed to the hospital. She had passed out and was without a pulse and came back to and all these different things. He's like big traumatic, again, bad, big moments. Um, and so that year, that summer, I was kind of like traveling back and forth from Iowa to Ohio um, just to see my mom and be with her throughout all the testing and all that stuff. Fast forward one more year, I get done playing uh, baseball in college. I graduate my senior year and I find out that it's like a hereditary heart condition. Um, actually the same heart condition that my uncle had passed away from when I was in seventh grade, same heart condition that my mom is struggling with right now. And I have that same heart condition that I found out that year. And so I had a defibrillator implanted, uh, right away. Cause, um, mine had progressed pretty dangerously. And within the first three months, my defibrillator went off uh, three times. And so that big, bad moments, but really good moments too. And they just define who you are. And, and I think we get to decide what we do with them, you know, like, are, again, are we going to lean back from them? Are we going to run away from them? Or are we going to run through them? Like yeah. uh, there's a great book called obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday. And that, that book kind of, like change my perspective with a lot of things that I was going through at that time, you know, 23 years old, you're getting a defibrillator implanted and you're going to all these tests and different things at like a cardiovascular clinic and a hospital. And, and, uh, you're not surrounded by 23 year olds. <laughs> you're surrounded by, uh, 60, 70, 80 year olds. And, um, everyone's kind of, kind of wondering what you're doing there. Um, but, uh, just like the people that I've met throughout that journey, um, that have helped me like gain perspective and different things just was massive. Mm -hmm. And I would say those moments where like my defibrillator went off and, um, you know, in the last two years, it's gone off two more times, but those first three were kind of like water splashed in my face and wasn't a believer until after those. Uh, and, uh, um, I was always like spiritually curious, but never like fully in. Um, and the, and those moments like, kind of really like piqued my curiosity of like, man, who is God? Who is Jesus? Um, how can I find out more about them? And so started pursuing uh, that relationship uh, even more. And so, yeah, the big bad moments, I think they're not so bad if we, we actually like decide and mm -hmm. um, decide to lean into them and, and also like have people surrounding us that encourage us to do that. Um, 
because I, I wouldn't say that I was like the most courageous person in those moments. You know, I was, I was trying to run, uh, and people were there like pushing me towards like healing. And yeah. so just massively grateful for, for those people in my life at that time and, and how they're still like in my life too. That is so powerful. And I love how you even talk through how the big bad moments, it's really what we choose to do with them. Right. And so a lot of those moments have shaped you into who you are, who you're becoming. We use that pun, right? And now it's really how you're leveraging and investing your life. And you have a whole organization now where you are utilizing these big bad moments to really help partner with people. So tell me a little bit about the Scattered Joy Project and what you're doing. Yeah, the Scattered Joy Project, it's really fun to do. It's a its a mental health nonprofit. We launched it in January of 2021. Um, and, uh, and since then, uh, the last two years has been kind of a whirlwind. Um, we really launched it with the idea and the question of what gets in the way. I think that's a really powerful question for any, like anything, any, any moment in your life, like asking, like really honestly asking, like what's getting in the way of this healthy relationship, what's getting in the way of this aspect of my life, like all these different things. And we sat down and we were kind of defining like the the what gets in the way things for mental health and like how do people not get help and healing in their life and the first thing was the negative negative stigma you know it's like it's almost becoming like a cliche thing but it's like cliche for a reason like there is a negative stigma associated with mental health and and for some reason or another when i was growing up i i fought in silence um i personally like my identity didn't allow me to seem weak to other people like it just wasn't who I was supposed to be um but really like being vulnerable is who I'm supposed to be like I'm we need each other we are needed and we need each other and so like if I think that I'm only serving and I can't be served or I can't be loved or I can't like have compassion like towards me and my struggles then I'm fooling myself like that's how God designed us to need each other and be in community like that and so the negative stigma is the first thing, and uh, it's really hard to to get over that. And I think it's always going to be really hard um, for some reason or another, um, just because the way like our culture and society is has defined mental illness and and mental health struggles and emotionally um, turbulent times in the past um, just hasn't been always the most like tender and gentle, and yeah. and so. Uh, we're trying our best to to be a voice for people that need one and and start those conversations. The next thing that gets in the way of people uh, getting help and healing is the overwhelming search for care. Like you you finally get over that stigma and you're like, oh man, I think I am finally like feeling like I need to get help. I want to get help. I want to see a therapist or a counselor, support group, different things like that. And uh, it's either one really overwhelming or too paralyzing because you don't know where to go what to do uh what like certificates and certifications and like kind of professionals that you need to see and like finding a therapist is kind of like dating honestly and like i like some people really enjoy the dating process some people are like oh my god just match me with someone and uh and i'm good but uh yeah it takes a while to find like the right person to like trust and talk to and all these different things and and I think part of the the overwhelming search and the stigma is like switching the mindset of what therapy and counseling is kind of want to view it more as coaching, you know, 
And, right. and what a coach wants to do is like make you the best version of yourself yeah. as possible. Like when I was playing baseball, like I loved feedback from my coaches because it was making me better. And so getting feedback from a life coach or a therapist or counselor, or psychiatrist, like that, that's the, that's the foundation of life. Right. And so it's like, man, mentally and emotionally, I want to improve in that area. And so switching the mindset there, the third thing that gets in the way of people healing is the cost of therapy. It's not a one and done thing. It's not like same thing with church. You can't just go to church and be like, went to church. Like mm-hmm. I got this life thing now, you know, and, uh, same thing with therapy and counseling. It's not a one and done thing. You, yeah. it's an ongoing practice. And, um, and so we want to make sure that we provide like free and reduced cost programs or even being able to cover the cost of, of those things. And so we launched at launched in January, 2021. We, uh, have an apparel line, a clothing line, and, uh, we launched the first collection and it sold out within like two days and we were like, Whoa, what's going on? Uh, people really can get behind this and, and really like what we're doing and how we're branding it and all these different things and, and what language we're using and kind of the community that we're building. And, and so, since then we've done i think like 14 or 15 different collections uh, and releases and and 100% of the profits go towards funding our crisis text line and and our nationwide search engine where people can search for free and reduced cost uh programs and care and treatment and um our theme for this year especially is more than mental health because mental health isn't just mental health like it's it's triggered by a lot of different things like if i have a housing crisis I'm, my mental health is probably not going to be that good. If, if uh, I have a health crisis, my mental health is probably not going to be that good. And so there's all these contributing factors. And so on that search engine, it's really important for us that we point people towards other solutions as well uh, for those contributing factors. So you can hop on there and, and find free and reduced cost programs and treatment for just about uh, anything um, across the nation by searching keywords and filtering that search and with your zip code too. And so the crisis text line is also a nationwide service and yeah, just really, really fun that we get to do like events and workshops as well. And we got some big dreams for uh, a couple different projects that might be coming. Um, so yeah, just really fun work. And, and I think the whole thing is not even pointing people to resources, but also like making sure people understand that, a massive part of mental health is loneliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a massive part of mental health is selfishness. Mm-hmm. And so what really helps people, and I think what we're trying to do is create this ripple effect of these Scatterjoy projects. And even it's in the name of our organization, like mm-hmm. Scatterjoy, it's, it's an action word. And so we're trying to inspire people to like get out and, and do things for other people and, and, uh, remind them of like their strength and, and their joy and their hope and their beauty and all these different things too. Like suicide prevention month. We, um, we have a tradition where we pass out roses all month. Okay. And, uh, and it just reminds people like, it's hard to not smile when you get handed a rose. Um, and so we're, we're, we're just trying to remind people of like their beauty and, and understand that like the best way to experience joy in life is to actually be like, selfless is to scatter joy um and you can't be lonely when you're being selfless true it's impossible 
because you have to be selfless within community. Like you can't be selfless without other people and serving other people and, and volunteering or doing a favor for someone else or asking them how they are. Like literally you can't be lonely when, when you have like a heart of a servant leader or you're selfless or scattering joy. So that's a lot. I love it. No, I absolutely love it. And we're going to come back to Scatter Joy Project in just a minute so people can get involved and connect with you and all of the things. But before we get there, I do need to know, are you a coffee drinker? I am 100% a coffee drinker. That is like a ritual in my day. 100%. (laughs) I, I view pouring coffee as like a meditative practice, like the smell and the sound and yeah. (laughs) And the first sip. It's an experience. Meditation. The whole thing. Okay. So like, what is your go-to coffee order if you were out at a coffee shop? So I'm, I'm honestly like a, like a just pour over black Ethiopian if they have it. And, uh, and then later in the day, I'll, I'll, I'll get a latte. Okay. All right. So oat, let milk, me- oat, oat milk, honey latte. Oh, that sounds really good. Now I just want coffee and yeah, I always (laughs) want coffee. But if you were having like a pour over coffee with someone else, you're sitting at a coffee shop, you're talking with them, they're on their own becoming journey. What would you say to encourage them? Um, I would say, you know, it sounds weird, but usually when we're on like a becoming journey or we even think about that word become we think of like moving forward or fast paced and all this different stuff like always like reaching towards the next i would say actually change your direction mm. look look backward like look look at the things that like you've gone through or things that have happened in your life because there's probably some things that are still like lingering subconsciously that um when you like look at them dive into those moments and understand like what you can gain from those you're you're going to become a better version of you in the future and so i think most of the time especially in our culture and society like in that word becoming like sometimes we just have to press pause and be or sometimes we have to like go backwards and see like who was i mm-hmm. what did i go through and um kind of like what beliefs do what be- like there's moments and memories and traumas in our lives that create certain beliefs about the world and and certain emotions that we feel and and those beliefs and emotions create behaviors and mindsets and so there's like a big healing component within trying to like identify those moments and um like becoming like digging for the gold to to become better in the now and so that's what I would say. I would say actually change your direction. Like don't, don't worry about the future. Don't worry about becoming, um, focus on who you were and, and, uh, and kind of just be there in the moment, um, and see, see what you can heal. That is so powerful. Dig for the gold so you can become better now. Like that is, I'm going to have to go back and read like, and write down some notes. (laughs) I told y'all you needed to write some notes during Zach's story. That was gold. So good. Thank you for sharing that. You know, 
I know that there are going to be people who are watching your story and they're like, man, I resonate with Zach. I resonate with his story. I resonate with what he's talking about with the Scatter Joy Project. And I want to get involved. Like, I want to scatter joy. How can people be a part of this movement? Yeah. So uh, first go to the website. It's the scatterjoyproject.com. We have a whole page uh, just dedicated to getting involved. And right now, um, really, you know, it's not like a typical like brick and mortar nonprofit or like a church where you're just like, hey, I'm going to serve on the auditorium team or like I'm going to serve in the worship team and and stuff like that. It's it's really about like living living a life inspired to scatter joy. And so I say that to say this, like the the volunteer opportunities that we have from like a nationwide aspect is one, uh, getting what we call like our find help cards. Okay. Um, they are a business card, but it's not about us. It's about people. And so on the find help card, there's a QR code for the free and reduced cost programs uh, where they can search for those. There's the crisis text line that we have, the info on that. And then there's the suicide hotline. Mm -hmm. And we always give those to people and say, intentionally give them out to people that you know need them or might need them in the future, but then also like leave them in random places, Mm -hmm. like actually scatter them and like leave them on, leave them in like the grocery store at the like self-checkout thing. And like, because it's really hard to ask for help. It's a lot easier when help finds you. And so that's the whole goal with those scatter joy cards and the find help cards is like, we want people to be able to like disperse those within the community and, um, and see yourself as like help, like help, help creates hope. And we all are like sources of hope for other people. And, and it can be the simplest thing. It can be like understanding that these resources exist so that when you encounter someone in a crisis or, or that might need uh, like a free resource, a free counselor to talk to, to text, mm-hmm. you know, that resource exists and you can like have the information for them and talk to them. Um, we also just have different workshops that we do. And and I think that's a really amazing way to be involved. Like just coming to what we have to offer because you're going to be equipped with mm-hmm. tools to just help people with <laughs> their journey, like mm-hmm. afterwards. And, and so like we're not like i said we're not like the brick and mortar nonprofit where it's like i'm i'm volunteering during this time at this day it is literally like activating your life in a way that you say like no i'm gonna, i'm just going to go scatter joy mm-hmm. we have resources to help you do that um also like simple ways to get involved is just like buy a shirt and rock it uh we literally have had so many people so many stories like come to us about people asking about their, their shirt. Hey, where'd you get that? That's a cool shirt. Like, what is that? What is it? And there's just something about the name scatter joy too, that kind of like sparks interest in people. There was a story recently about uh, a lady that was wearing a scatter joy t-shirt in a coffee shop, coffee. And, um, and uh, the person that I was in contact with was the person that actually asked her about the shirt. Hey, what, scatter joy what is that and she got to share her story of mental health and it hit it struck a nerve with the person that was asking because she had just lost her husband to suicide about five months prior and um and like you those like those like random moments aren't random you know and and so to that's the whole goal of 
of the scatter joy project is like to create conversation and activate people in a way that maybe they wouldn't be uh, in the past and to like equip them with resources and, and things because now um, the lady who uh, had um, that story of like suicide in her life is now actively fundraising for the scatter joy project and sharing on Instagram and like has find help cards and is passing those out and all these and advocating for mental health because that's part of her story. And, um, and she wouldn't have found that. And she wouldn't have found this like empowering part of her story if it wasn't for the other lady wearing the t-shirt in the coffee shop. Um, and having, and having the courage to, to talk about, um, her journey with mental health and why she bought the t-shirt and why she supports the scatter joy project. And so really it's, it's kind of like this, this, it's just like, it's a moving, living, breathing thing, you know? And, um, and yeah, so it's like easy ways to get involved. It's just kind of live inspired by it. Uh, I love that. It's an overflow of who you are. You talked about um, just pausing and being right. And so that sounds like the heartbeat of the Scattered Joy Project. It's be you, share your story. And how you're equipping people with these resources is so powerful and tangible. And it's equipping us to be who we are um, and then encourage yeah. other people. Like, thank you. That's a big deal. It's a really yeah, big deal. Yeah, um, thank you. I appreciate that. We're, we're even... Um, for this mental health awareness month, our theme is going to be strength in numbers, uh, in May, May is mental health awareness month. And so the theme strength in numbers is kind of twofold. There's obviously strength in community, um, numbers like physical numbers, like being in proximity with people that, um, that need help, uh, yeah. that share the same interests as you share the same fight as you, all these different things. Um, but also like that don't share the same interests that, um, bridges need to be built and right. so like community community is not just about shared interest it's about bridges built and like i think that's what jesus one wants us to do is not really like i read something recently from carlos whitaker um his recent book and he said um we're not going to transform the world by changing opinions but we're going to transform the world by chasing hearts mm -hmm. and so that's that's like the goal of of what we're doing always but also especially during mental health awareness month with strength in numbers, twofold community strength in numbers. Also on the t-shirt that we're designing, we're going to actually have the uh, suicide hotline and our crisis text line, like printed on the sleeve. So mm -hmm. when moments like that happen, when people ask about the t-shirt, they can just be like, yep, here's the resources are right here. They're just on my sleeve. So mm -hmm. yeah, we're excited about that one. That's powerful. May, 2023, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Hey, y'all heard it here. We got to buy some t-shirts May 2023 before they sell out. Seriously, <laughs> there you go. your lines always sell so quickly. It's amazing. Yeah, we're we're trying to, uh, we're stocking some basics. Okay. Um, okay. We, uh, we do that intentionally with uh, limited supply stuff with like our specialty collections and t-shirts because it creates a sense of urgency and it's kind of cool and we get to like be creative. It's like a creative expression for us and our team to like come out with new things and have them themed like this, this last collection was kind of based on like antiques and uh, mm -hmm. kind of has like a vintage vibe. And so we actually did the photo shoot in an antique shop here in Columbus and it was just really fun and cool. And there's like, we, we also like believe in creative compassion, like what you're doing right now with the podcast, that's creative compassion. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and what that does is it like, it inspires other people to like dig into their creative side and act like compassionately for other people within their skills and stuff like that. And so really like our t-shirts and, and apparel is, is that expressive healing, um, aspect for us. Yeah, no, it's so cool. I love it. Y'all do such an amazing job. It's absolutely incredible. So, and everybody, we will have the links in the show notes. You can easily click them. You can connect with Zach. You can connect with the Scatter Joy Project. You can buy some apparel, get the cards, all the things. Uh, but <laughs> as we wrap up today, is there anything else that you'd want to share with your story with the Scatter Joy Project? I just, I think the world needs these kinds of conversations now more than ever. Um, we're just like, you know, you look at, you look at just the big bad moments in our culture and society and, and the big bad moments have a tendency to divide us more. And so we want to create small good moments that bring us back together. It doesn't have to be like the big, the big thing. You don't have to like, you don't have to like be this big thing and do this big thing. Like change happens like incrementally mm-hmm. and it's just like how you show up and treat people um, really. And it's like, uh, man, if you want to become the best version of you, like I, I always have a fear. My biggest fear is like not living up to my potential. Mm-hmm. And I felt like God dropped this in my heart maybe like two, three years ago, he says, you're going to live up to your potential if you try to help as many people as you can. And it was always like self-centered, that Mm. fear. Yeah. And the solution is obviously not, it's selfless. And so, man, if we want to make the world a more compassionate and kind and selfless place, then you just embody that in your everyday decisions and actions. And, um, you build bridges and and you you have intentional conversations and you ask questions you you make less statements and and uh yeah all that yeah no like thank you so much for sharing your story who you are who you're becoming and thank you for leveraging your life to create and lead the scatter joy project what you're doing is so important you're making a difference i know you've encouraged me and you're encouraging so many at becomingme.tv so thank you we appreciate you thank you so much thanks for having me Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.